You're listening to Riverview Church Conversations, a podcast for the spiritually curious. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. So good to have you here on Conversations today. You're joined, of course, by me, Ryan, and Reese. Hey, Reese. Hello, friends. How's it going, man? Yeah, just fine. Doing doing very well today, Doing Ryan. just fine. Yeah. Now, to start off with a curly one, as always, Reese. what is your guilty snack pleasure? It depends on the time of day. Like, okay. if, it, if it's at nighttime at about 9 o'clock, I'm the type of person who um, would visit the fridge about six times and on the sixth time would probably pick out the thing that's – I would tell myself that this crummy piece of leftover is <laughs> tasty. It would be a great snack. No, but my kind of – my guilty go-to um, – I have a habit of every time I go out for an errand of swinging past McDonald's and getting a cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, the McDonald's cheeseburger. I do love the cheeseburger. The, the ratio of bread to meat to salt, it's perfect. Yeah, and it's very consistent. Sometimes you get the odd one that's not made with love, but, you know, pretty consistent. Look, I could go for a cheeseburger right now. I kind of love it when they're a little bit squashed. And oh, like, you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, just adds um, to it. I've heard that you have a penchant for a particular type of... Um, crisp yeah look it's kind of because i think i used this as a sermon illustration <laughs> one time yeah my guilty snack pleasure is um thins salt and vinegar mm. chips now i know people go why do you like thins they're the they're the worst one they're the cheapest one and i say that's exactly why <laughs> there's something about the like more dodgy a little bit crummy chip and they're they're always broken so it's all the little bits oh mm. they're just perfect perfect ratio of vinegar to chip to salt Look, the thin salt and vinegar. The problem I have is if there is a bag, I'll go through the whole thing. You can't go. You can't just like have a few. No. So like I'll go to a party or something like that and someone opens thin salt and vinegars. I don't have any because I know once I pop, I can't stop. But once I have one, <laughs> once I have one, I'll go through the whole bag and that's not a great look at a party when you are just crumbed everywhere. Oh, <laughs> You're man. just going for the... Well, how does that kind of um, how does that inform your um, your your relation to fitness oh, and health, Ryan? Well, look, yeah, it exactly informs it. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> my relationship with health and fitness is has is like an on and off relationship. Mm. I I grew up and I played soccer quite a bit, and so I think that was quite helpful in my life having some structured sport. I really enjoy sport. I enjoy watching it. I actually enjoy playing it as well. The problem is as I've gotten older and busier, sports kind of fallen by the wayside, and I really struggle with um fitness stuff if it's not sport related or or mm. people related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I'll happily run around for three hours playing soccer with friends, but then make me go for a 30 minute run and I just hate it. Mm. So I'm kind of in the process of figuring out um, what fitness looks like for me. Um, Renee and I have been going to a gym locally, but obviously since COVID, it's kind of been a bit up in the air. On pause. On pause. Yes, it's on pause for another two weeks and then we're, we're and then you're back, back into it. Back into the gym. Oh, but look, yeah. um, I'm doing it with without the desire. Uh, when it comes to maybe healthy eating, I, I definitely struggle. Um, Gaglers are known as lovers of food. And uh, my mother, great cook, she taught us the value of making things taste good, mm. even at the cost of a little bit of extra butter. Well, you've got to enjoy it, don't you? Yeah. You do you do have to enjoy it. Now, I have been told by others that maybe you don't need to enjoy it that much. Don't need that much butter. But I, um, yeah, my relationship with food is definitely one of, um, I eat to enjoy it. Um, you know, taste and see the Lord is good. Yeah. <laughs> so add that little bit of extra goody in there. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to healthy eating, I actually struggle a little bit with that because I, I just always opt to go, yeah, but why... Why not just make it taste a little bit better? Yeah. Um, maybe at the cost of my health. How about you? Health and fitness? Oh, man. I mean, like I'm probably the same in that we grew up doing a lot of sport and a lot of bike riding and a lot of playing rugby and tennis and all sorts of things. But, mm. um, but yeah, the older I got, the less time I had. And I never enjoyed going to the gym or doing any kind of a solo thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I, I still, like I, I can run, but I prefer not to. Mm. and I I would never – I'm never – I'm never going to get a gym membership. Well, never say never, but it's not something that like I'm even remotely going to kind of consider in the near future. And I'm lucky that I have found something in cycling that um, I actually enjoy, and it, yeah, I probably good. enjoy it less 
because of the physical aspect, but I enjoy it from a mental health point of view of clearing my head and a little bit of alone time and and that and the, there there are health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, I too am a pretty atrocious eater and always have been. Like I was a fussy eater as a kid, and I always was. I had a bit of a bad experience when I was kind of six or seven at a Christian camp where I was kind of made to eat something that I was kind of not really not uh, down camp with. food. Mm. And then I subsequently that night after being made to eat that thing threw up in my sleeping bag. <laughs> so for a for a lot a lot of years I've had about certain foods a bit of a complex about it. Luckily, like um, mm. I've kind of moved past most of that. But but yeah, have had a simple palate and kind of had a real like i love sugary drinks Mm-mm. i love a bit of junk i love a cheeseburger or two so i wouldn't say that i look after myself um particularly yeah. well certainly not as well as my wife or other people that are other friends but um so when i when i see someone like um our guest today bo spencer yeah, i nice. think oh every time i see him i'm like oh yeah, well, you said before you would never get a gym membership. You just wait till after the episode today. You oh, might be I'm, signing up for one. Look, if if I look, I'll I'll eat my hat if that's what happens because <laughs> you you never know. I mean, Bo is Bo Spencer is he's he's quite the specimen, isn't he? He is, and and we're excited for this conversation today because this is probably uh, a little more of a practical episode. A lot of the um, conversations we have are maybe a little ethereal, um, maybe a little more abstract. This actually implicates the way we eat three times a day, uh, what we do with our bodies. And and we thought it was quite an interesting conversation to have because often we don't talk about this stuff. No. And we often don't talk about what we do with our bodies. Um, there's probably a tendency in Christianity for us to um, think of things as a disembodied reality as opposed to humans who live in bodies, who have to eat to sustain ourselves, who should probably be exercising for our own um, health reasons. Mm. But we were really excited just to get Bo in. Um, most of you, if you're a part of the Riverview family, would know Bo. He's our um, campus pastor up at Joondalup. But he's also got a passion for fitness and he's um, we'll actually let him speak into that a little bit. But we wanted to have a conversation around how to hold together faith and fitness. Do they interlink? What's the interlink? Should we take better care of our bodies? Um, And I kind of walked in with the intention of going, Bo, convince me not to eat KFC again. So enjoy this. Well, Bo, thanks so much for joining with us on the podcast today. We are very excited for this conversation, but we thought we'd start off with a bubbly one. Reese and I have already talked about this. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, What is your guilty snack? pleasure oh, fitting for this a, conversation as well yes. guilty snack pleasure i i will admit i don't have many really <laughs> yeah i don't i no, don't uh i don't want to delve too deeply into it but <laughs> like like um uh food's got a bit of a different purpose for me so i don't know when i do kind of not bar. care so much yeah maybe like a double chocolate protein bar oh, <laughs> extra oh, wow. um, oh. i am partial actually to like just a good old-fashioned pizza i don't oh, have them good. often um but Pizzas are good. Oh yeah. So no maybe <laughs> so maybe uh, thirty minutes um, once a year. I might have a. There you <laughs> no. go. Well, because I was going to say a protein bar. I don't think you can classify it as a guilty snack pleasure. That's just yeah, a, a yeah. snack pleasure. That's not. I haven't, nothing had, I haven't had many tasty protein bars, but you know, let's be honest. I, I know most people will take the pleasure part off that as well. Yeah, yeah. it's just snack. a snack. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now, Bo, uh, thanks for joining with us today. I would love if you could um, just tell us a little bit. Um, about yourself. Obviously, many of our listeners will know who you are, but I'm interested in particular about your journey um, as someone who's involved in in faith, in, in ministry, yeah. but also in the fitness world because that's our conversation today is around faith and fitness. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about your experience with both of those things. Sure. So um, I'll start off with my, my fitness world, yeah, which right. is uh, it was a uh, short-lived career, but I, um, when I was younger, uh, when I left high school, I became a personal trainer and I was a personal trainer for a number of years. And, um, that's when I really started to get into in particular, um, lifting weights and bodybuilding and, um, started studying a bit about nutrition. And, um, while I was a personal trainer, I, um, did my first bodybuilding hmm. competition in like a natural, a natural league and, uh, did okay. And, um, personal train for another another few years but I was really heavily into that mm-hmm. um, I figured my training business and my own performance as a as a natty bodybuilder um, would go hand in hand mm. uh, when I left uh, doing PT work and became a teacher um, bodybuilding is the kind of thing where um, if you love it you love it 
if yeah, you want yeah. to, if you love training, you're going to continue to do it. So I did a few more contests um, in my um, early to mid twenties. Um, did okay, just in the mm. in the state. I, Bo, never ventured I, out of the state. Can I ask you to be honest? Yeah. How like how much could you bench or can you bench? Like what are we talking? Oh, here? here we go. Be honest yeah, with the people. Um, yeah, okay, honest. I, I don't. Every lifter will say this, but we don't really <laughs> test our bench. Um, I think my heaviest bench has only been like 132.5 kilos. That's like only, only. yeah. Good grief. Um, but I've got old man shoulders now, so that's less. Me too. So, yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got <laughs> old man <laughs> knees. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on with that. I just needed to get um, that out of the... Out of yeah, the so, so uh, I kind of um, did okay in some state stuff and then kind of had a bit of a moment where... Uh, priority shifted, had kids, uh, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but like um, perspectives shifted mm. and priorities shifted quite a bit and uh, stopped, comp- stopped competing, mm. um, never stopped training and never will stop training. So mm. love it, still train now uh, five times a week. Um, even with the kids, I kind of just early mornings, late nights, do, mm. what, do what I can. Mm. If you want to do it, you find time. Yeah. Um, and... That's really the fitness journey. So the fitness yeah, yeah. journey is uh, since I stopped PTing, I didn't go back to it. Mm. Um, but I've always been that guy. And I'm pretty sure both of you guys, we've had this conversation mm. over the years of, hey, so I'm going to the gym now. Yeah, what I would you recommend? Avoid those conversations <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do recall um, uh, a moment where you did a little bit of um, pro bono PT yeah. here on staff. Yeah, and yeah. I spent most of it like yep. collapsed. I remember that. I believe the, t- the name of it was Reps for, for Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> but that works on so many levels, let's be real. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that was when I first came to, to work on staff here. We did that. And yeah, Reese, you were part of that. Yeah. I eventually found my feet for a couple more. Yeah. But, but, you know, then. We had a few in there. I think uh, Zach did, did it, came along. Yeah. Had quite a few staff members. Um, so then actually that leads into obviously uh, when I was teaching, I continued to train, continue to help people um, prep for some contests and just help with diet stuff because um, it's always been a love and always will be. Um, and then uh, from teaching kind of uh, was part of Ruby Church for have been for 15 years now. So um, seven years ago, um, the, a role came up in kids ministry. ministry so um, and they, I heard they were looking for a, a PT to lead a Rats for Jesus mm. class. So I thought, hey, that's down my alley. It's a powerful ministry. Uh, <laughs> it is. Um, no, so I jumped into the kids' ministry and uh, just through journey in that, um, here I am now at Jingle Up Campus, mm-hmm. um, lifting weights and proclaiming Jesus sometimes mm. at the same time. Oh, yeah. come on. Now, um, of course, as we mentioned, we, we're, we're talking about faith and fitness and we're aware that these conversations at times can be a little bit divisive. And so yeah. this is not necessarily about having certain answers or exactly how much a follower of Jesus should bench press or how much often they should run or what they should eat. But it's for us to have... 132.5 kilos for those who are wondering. (laughs) But really more than anything, it's for us to have just a a good conversation about it. Um, And I thought I'd start with a a bit of a curly one for you, Bo. I quite enjoy... A good bucket of KFC every now and then. Whole bucket, just one. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Such different answers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can you, mate, uh, as a person of faith, convince me? Why shouldn't I? No, hey, if you want to eat chicken giblets, dunked in <laughs> crumbs, go for it. Who am I to stop you? If you want to, well, you could stop me. That's put, the. <laughs> I um, I, I will admit I've eaten KFC, probably maybe. T- uh, 20, 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, over 20 years That's ago. It's the same recipe. Was it? A, yeah, I heard. <laughs> it hasn't um, changed. But no, it's uh, garbage in, garbage out, as my dad used to say. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I think in, in, in on a more serious note, like yeah. this this idea of faith and fitness, there's, there's lots of um, metaphorical links, I think, often with faith and fitness. Like we talk about, you know, training – um, our lives like they're a muscle. Running you know, our spiritual uh, uh, race. Exactly, running yeah. your spiritual race. There's all of these um, metaphorical links. But I, I wanted to kind of ask you about like what are, are there actual literal links between our faith in Jesus and, and our health and fitness? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so the way, the way I see it, I mean, yeah, yeah. like you said, like this is by no means a correct and a right and a wrong. This is me just um, – journey and this this love this passion that i have and yeah. kind of do i need to reconcile that with my faith or do i or can i does it work alongside with my faith mm. i believe our bodies um like many things we get are a gift 
gift from God and uh, we all should do our best to honour it. Mm. Um, what that honouring looks like is different to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in, in my perspective, in a healthy way, honouring the body is by um, feeding it right, um, moving it right, uh, making sure that it's, a, it's a, at its as peak condition as you can get at, at this age. And mm. um, I believe that's, that's honouring. Yeah, and if yeah. it's honouring to God, then it's only going to add value to um, everything I do in life. Yeah. Uh, so you got, you know, if your movement's better, you can play with your kids for longer as you get older. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can bench press a lot of weight, you can relate to teenage boys. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a whole bunch yeah, of yeah, things yeah. that um, I find if you're honouring what God gives you, um, there's a there's a, there's an obvious link, and it's um, you got to love your body. You know, we talked about it. Um, when we when we preach, you know, you love your mm-hmm. body with all your your heart, your mind, your soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that's also you know with our with our body. And I think where we sometimes get a bit lost is what that honouring looks like. I believe we don't talk about it because, like you mentioned, there's a yeah, bit yeah. of a it's almost like a taboo. Mm. Um, there's a lot of emotion linked to fitness, and mm. when we're talking fitness and when we're talking body image, they're kind of two different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we kind of put them together. So fitness is obviously um, taking care of. Um, lungs, heart, organs, skin, um, everything about about you that mm. you know that, that embody your, um, your your human body that you've been given. Um, but then body image too um, plays yeah, yeah. into that, and that's quite a taboo thing. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about, and when I probably today this might happen, when I talk about weight or food and eating, um, I speak about it pretty objectively because mm-hmm. that's how I was yeah, yeah. Um, trained. That's what I've always done. Um, there's less emotion. I'm hyper aware in just my experience that there's always emotion attached to anything we yeah, especially are invested in. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you add extra layers of body image on top of yeah, that yeah, and all yeah. sorts of things. So I'm, I'm very aware and I've got lots of experience in dealing with that. Um, even as a, you know, as a competitive bodybuilder at one point, mm. I'm hyper aware of insecurities yeah. and body image and stuff like that. Um, but I know that's linked to that. And I think it's... I think in that regard, it's actually great to try and separate ourselves from that. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that would give us as humans more power over how we move and what we eat. Mm. I suppose we don't within a, the Christian tradition. It would be nice. Maybe I'm exposing myself as a bit of a um, biblical noob, but we don't have a, a prescribed book that says turn to this book in the Bible yeah. and learn these things about how mm. you're supposed to aerobics for yeah yeah look after yeah. your body in this way eat these things um, exercise in this way and mm. you will have a good life it's just it's not there unless, yeah. I'm, unless mm. I haven't read it mm. I don't know it's, it's, well, it doesn't yeah, seem yeah, to me yeah. to, that, that yeah. we have a lot of answers on that front that come from scripture whereas we might have um, answers about kind of other things in life but just not that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know is that a reflection of the times Mm. Well, I think scripture that, comes to us from, or yeah. Well, and I think this is where it gets tricky, right? And we've touched on the the metaphor already that there is definitely biblical precedence that our body is a is a temple, and that has implications for um, what you do with things like your sexuality, whether you get tattoos, what you, you know, like all of mm. this kind of stuff. But uh, there's no blow by blow account on exactly what it looks like to take care of your temple. And yeah. so I think that's where I'd, I'd almost love to ask, Bo, like I know, you know, obviously not wanting to be divisive in this, but but what do you actually think it, it, it looks like for us to, um, yeah, be, be faithful to Jesus with yeah. our bodies mm. it, it, when it comes to things like health and fitness? Like what, what should we actually be doing and, sure. and, and kind of why should we be doing that? Um, well, from in, a, in an ideal world, if we want, if we want to, um, live abundantly, not just in the freedom of Christ, but freely as, as physical beings. Um, what it looks like to me would be um, we care about what we, what we eat. Mm. We care about what we put in our body. We, um, we care about um, how far we can walk, how much we can play with our kids, how much we can run, how much we can move um, if you can walk long distances. We care purely because um, they're things that will aid you in life. Mm. Um, hmm. so I, yeah, I, I believe it's, um, and eating healthy is a very broad spectrum. Yeah. yeah um, it depends on what healthy looks like. Um, but of course you want mm. things functioning in the way they were created to function. And, uh, I think, I think like you said, race, like culture and society 
yeah, they're like they're not doing us any favors with what they're putting out so far as what we do put in our bodies mm. um, and quite often we as humans just go with the flow whatever's mm. put out we'll mm. we'll eat and we'll drink and we'll put in our mouth and um, I think uh, it would pay us to be a bit more wise of what, yeah, yeah. what mm. purpose is this serving um, yeah, yeah not to take all the fun out of eating but yeah, yeah. there's got to be an element of How's this fuel in my body? Yeah. I sound like a complete fitness noob right now. I'm well aware of that. Oh no. Um, so but yeah. it's just a it's a it's it's a mindset that you don't want to swing either way and yeah, go, yeah. I take zero pleasure out of food and it's just fuel for my body. Um, but you also don't want to swing to the other side of yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Mm. Um, well, because yeah, then you delve yeah. into a whole bunch yeah, of yeah. complications. There's gotta be, I feel like, a healthy line of understanding. Yeah, there's pleasure and joy in, in eating and getting around yeah. a table. Um but also understand yeah. that technically, theoret- not just theoretically, technically, this is just fuel for my body. So what am I feeding it? Mm. So it's like taste and see that the Lord is good, but my body is a temple at the same time. Yeah. So, so doing those. Into- I, I feel like this came into um, contrast for me. It, you and Emma did uh, Renee and my pre-marriage counseling. And yep. I remember one of the conversations was actually around health and fitness. And it was super interesting because that was a, a point of contention for us where – we, it was only in that moment we realized that our view on a healthy lifestyle and a healthy meal or, or, or a, um, maybe yeah healthy exercise, like our viewpoints were completely different. Mm. And I feel like that's that's been um, a journey that we've been on in, in trying to kind of yeah. land on, okay, well, what does it look like for us to come together yeah. and actually understand what it looks like to be healthy? Yeah. And, I, and I understand kind of that's what you're talking about where there's this huge spectrum of what does it look like for us to treat our bodies as yeah. temples um, and mm. still take care of them. But there's a wide variety within that. Yeah. And understand too, like you said, Reese, like there's no prescription in the Bible of what that looks like, of what to eat and how do we exercise on that kind of thing? So um, a lot of that is what we carry with us in life, what we've grown up with, mm. what has been – and this is probably a, a more um, retrospective way to think about how you live your life with health and fitness and food but um, like what priority did food have in the family and mm. uh, did yeah. it? what kind of role did it play? Um, how did my family approach food and eating out and eating in and exercise? And that all plays into the part of – who you are today and mm. your perception of health and fitness and what mm. it looks like. Um, so I think it's always a really good idea to explore other ideas, be open to other opinions and voices, mm. um, not necessarily because they're more correct than you, but because they're just, that's how they grew up and that's what they learned. And I think mm. there could be nuggets of truth in mm. a lot of people. So I think with, like with you guys, yeah, yeah. just having that conversation even um, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a huge is a huge step. Mm. Mm. I wonder if I, the thought I have in the back of my mind is that, Christianity hasn't always thought the same thing about the body. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And there's been times where the body, and even now, can kind of be treated like, oh, this is just my earthly holding place. Yeah. This is just a shell till I get to the celestial kingdom. And so it doesn't really matter what mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm just hanging out for the next prayer meeting and <laughs> I'll the get next the Holy Spirit thing. Body eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if I have a problem, I'm going to send my prayers up to the magical genie in the sky yeah. and completely ne- neglect my body. Yeah. Um, my immediate thought to that would be that's a pretty easy justification to give yourself um, because how does that work in other in the rest of your world? Like do yeah. you live in squalor? Do you mm. not care about your house or your car or things like that? So yeah, that's very true. Um, that, that could be like a, again, it's such a sensitive thing. We will convince ourselves of a truth that allows us to live with ourselves yeah, <laughs> and be comfortable right. with true. it. True. Um, so not that I'm saying that the people are doing but um, – if that was the case, you'd want that to be legitimized by across the board. They don't care about their earthly things. Yeah, true. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. To, so there's consistency in, in their belief. Mm. Um, but if it is just a standout thing. You then, just dress in sackcloth and roll around in the ashes yeah. for a bit and yeah, yeah. wait for your rapture. Um, and we will – and I think all of us who have even approached a fitness goal or a diet mm. plan have always – been so creative to come up with a really legit justification as to why or <laughs> why this wasn't done, mm. why we didn't do this, and we convince ourselves, and we, um, and then we we li- we live that out, mm. which is very subjective. It's mm. not the objective look of goals and realities and truths and stuff like that. So, I think with bodies in particular, 
the the risk is it's so um, intertwined into our identity yeah. Mm. Yeah. that it gets super sensitive really quickly. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think about my own, uh, the pitfalls of my own fitness regime for want <laughs> of better words is um, I justify my sugary drink addiction by the fact that I ride to work. Yeah. You know, there and back five times a week. And so it's like, oh, it's fine. Like I'm, you know, I'm getting plenty of exercise, but I'm also like putting in plenty of plenty mm. of junk as mm. well. So so it is a kind of a, a, a confronting chat for someone like me who does exercise and a lot more than yeah. I have previously. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm doing okay, but I also am aware that I'm, you know, there's there's a bit bit to go, like in terms of um delving into the fitness mm. side and looking after my body as a yeah. temple, you know. But it's always like it's not even like a, if you want to have cans of Coke or whatever. It's actually like it's actually yeah, okay, it's not, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. It's like like anything. It's uh, it's how is it? Is it um, is it serving you, or is, or is it your master? And if you can genuinely really say, yeah, yeah. no, nah, it's just serving me, and I enjoy this. Um, and there's no addiction. There's no mm. um, idolatry. There's no you know like mm. there's nothing linked mm. to it. Of course, treat yourself. Yeah. Um, so for things like that, if you genuinely feel like, no, I understand it's a treat and I understand I probably shouldn't because of, you know, my pancreas, my insulin levels and all these kinds of things. <laughs> I never thought about my pancreas. <laughs> um, Just thinking about my teeth. <laughs> yeah, for whatever, whatever reason, mm. um, if you weigh all those up and go, no, it's worth the risk because I enjoy it, <laughs> then mm. you're, you're doing things in place to counteract that, to yep. do the best thing you can. Mm. So it's less, it's way less about what you do and for me it's more about, like why, like mm. why you're why you're doing it, and why you're either addressing it or not addressing it, which is um, a lot deeper, and yeah. um, is a lot more requires us to go to a much more vulnerable place with ourselves. Yeah. It's um, you know how in the message of the Christian life is, you know, um, essentially take Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Right? You can't earn salvation. You can't strive for it. You can't attain it. You can't tick off the goals and then you reach black belt level. Yeah. Whereas like fitness is kind of something, it's like the opposite of that. Do you think? Is Because like, you can't just kind of surrender yourself to the fitness game, you know, <laughs> and, and there I am saved, I become healthy. You, there, there's like a striving. Yeah. Do you think like what, what are the hallmarks of, do you think of not having a healthy body image or, or you get, you're getting fitness kind of, slightly off kilter what would you say would oh, be a sure. hallmark you know how do you how would i know yeah. if i don't have it right you know yeah. if, I, if i've got a wrong mm. if i'm heading gotcha. in the wrong direction yeah so what are like the the red flags that yeah. it's more of a striving and less of a um i'm doing this to keep myself healthy kind yeah. of thing when you've stepped over that um yeah like honestly i would have stepped over this in my 20s and that's one of the reasons i kind of gave up competitive stuff i think um again not just with the body but with anything like if it literally steals like worship and devotion yeah, that yeah. is only due to God, um, that you got issues. Uh, yeah. and, and that is to do with anything, whether you love cars or a sport or a team um, or um, either your body or a competition or a goal. Um, the minute it, it starts to take up your focus, it starts to be a decision maker for you mm. where you make decisions and that's your driver for your whatever mm. decision you make. Um, when it's all you think about and it's your it's it's um chewing into your resources uh you know financially and um mm. other things um yeah i think we've got to trust that god's going to and friends around us and we're yeah. like oh, are you, mm. is this is this okay? is this is this healthy for you um i got to that point and i was like hmm um i think i'm Focusing too much. I mean, mm. Jesus said, you know, you can't serve two masters. Yeah. And uh, I think you got to trust if it is getting to that point, um, the reality is you probably won't see that many red flags because mm. you're loving it. Mm. It's what you do. It's you, you feel like you're succeeding. You're, you're hitting your goals and then you hit your goal and it's like, yeah, but easy, next goal and you create another goal, another goal, whether it is getting to a weight mm. or achieving a certain lift or competing in a certain competition. Um, we don't, which is nothing wrong with competing, but when it becomes something, our close friends, we're the first ones to red flag it yeah. because it will affect the way you treat them, the way you speak mm -hmm. to them, 
um, things will shift in your world. Mm. And again, you got to trust, trust God, trust his spirit will prompt you and start to realign things in your heart. So to answer your question, self, if it's becoming all you think about and do and dream of, mm. start thinking about it yourself or ask someone really close to you and say, have things shifted in my heart? That's what it is, the heart shift. Um, and it's, it's linked into, uh, man, I feel good when I look like this or when I win this, I feel great about myself. Mm. Like even that alone, yeah. you, you're on the edge of like finding identity somewhere else, mm. which none of us want to do, but we seem to creep into that space pretty consistently. Mm. Um, and the body seems to be in, and health and fitness seems to be an easy into that because we have control over it mm. until we don't. And then it, it has yeah. control over us. I guess it's that moment that, we mentioned before that the the body moves from being a temple to an idol, and yeah. you, you're almost worshiping the state of your own body. As yeah, well. and it's not even the worship that you think, which is I love myself, I want to worship myself. It can be a sense of I'm so insecure about myself, I have to keep striving to improve, mm. um, and that's usually where it comes from. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a bit of a, a spiky one that I want to ask in relation to that, and that's around. Um, in fitness, the use of um, maybe on the fence Uh-oh. legal supplements, on the fence. Uh, peptides. Oh, that's a football thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a that's a lifting thing. Is yeah, it? yeah. Um, yeah, like where where does yeah. that all sit? Obviously, mm. even with faith, that's a it's a tricky one. But yeah, I, I mean, that's a good one, Ryan. Um, so I'm a lifetime natty, so like I can only speak into one dimension of it. What is that? You can tell by my layperson. Uh, What's that? For the layperson. What <laughs> is that? What is oh, lifetime natty means I've I've never taken anything, you know, any um, artificial substance straight edge to enhance my growth. Uh, all my gains are natural. Um, which is <laughs> so am I, evident though, by actually. my puny size. <laughs> um, so I can only speak into why I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is a big part of in my twenties as well, because you're hundred percent right. Anyone who gets in the health and fitness game. We'll get to that point at some point. Um, my my view is there's a couple of different views. Of course, majority of it is illegal. So straight up, that's made your decision of are you going to choose to obey the law or um, not? Um, yeah, I'm probably uh, it's it's in, it's individual. It gets very it's one of those gray areas where um, the reason I never did, I suppose, um, is because. There's an authenticity I wanted to to speak. Even when I was at my peak of like the career, I never stopped being a Christian. So I still love Jesus with all my heart. And I always wanted to know if teenage boys come up to me and ask me about anything at all, I wanted to be authentic with what I'd done, who I was. Mm. And then I felt, well, if I was taking gear, then I would probably want to lie about it. And that what, what's that? Mm. Then that was all yeah, that right. tension and whatever it's creating in me. So I wanted to just be true to myself. Um, but I'm I'm not one to say it's wrong. Like there's again, there's so many levels of people competing in natural leagues that aren't natural. And then so outside of legal boundaries where it is wrong, um, like a lot of people say, like take it to God and see what <laughs> see what because there are legal ways it can be taken with a prescription. Yeah, and right. in the in the eyes of the law, you're completely fine. In the eyes of the Lord, oh. I don't know. Um, but it is a self. It's a. It's a. It's yeah, a self. Yeah. It's a self thing. Um, it's my decision. And um, like anything in this world, a lot of things that have been taboo over decades just drift into the non-taboo area. Mm-hmm. And I think like this is one of those things, mm-hmm. and they they encroach and encroach and encroach until um, it's normalized, mm-hmm. which is where we, which is what we're coming to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bo, you strike me as someone who pretty authentically lives out your faith journey and there doesn't seem to be too many disconnects. But what I'm trying to say is you're pretty in- integrous, right? Thanks, um, man. Appreciate it. How have you found by being like legit in this pursuit of, you know, kind of what, what you're into, yeah. how have you found that's actually like where is the intersection between faith and kind of sharing that with other people? Has that been something that's been… yeah. By being integrous and, and living a certain yeah. way, it's actually allowed you to kind of 
Yeah, under- no, it has. And, and I, I've always been a believer in like people always remember like who you are as opposed to what you say. So obviously I've always um, in my like in my roles as a job always been in like influential positions like when I was a teacher mm. um, and I'd always want to make sure that what I said lined up with who I was, not necessarily what I did but who I was. Mm. Um, and I, I, I joke about it but I had this uh, for many, many years I, and believe it or not, I still adhere to this now. Um, there is something called, a, it's a, it sounds lame but it's a, like it's a muscle ministry and there's something about lifting weights and there's something about guys bench pressing and deadlifting that creates a respect, creates a, at least, hmm, I'm going to listen to what you're going to say um, purely on a superficial sense because you can lift this or look like this. Mm. Um, but if you can be in that space um, and it leads you to conversations of faith and life, which I've had many over the years in the gym, um, it, you, like where's the authority when you're not living when you're not living it not that i ever felt the need to toe the line to do that mm-hmm. um but i'd always i always wanted to make sure that hey what i what i said not just about substances but what i said about living life and authenticity and honesty and faith um i wanted to to show that um mm. yeah it, it all it all aligns mm. um so the muscle ministry is we joke about it but literally it's this, it's a place where um, you build relationship in the gym. You get your crew that you lift with all the time. Mm. You talk about um, who you are and, and what you do for a job. And over time, yeah, yeah. relationship builds and the conversations get deeper of your family and your upbringing. And um, it comes up pretty quick that I'm a pastor. Um, and believe it or not, people don't know much about past, pl- plasterer. Is, what, what, do you, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? I can't um, imagine they'd think the pastor's going to be in the gym. Well, yeah, that, yeah. So again, there's this disconnect between the church and the and the world, and like it's uh, um, it's real. Mm. So um, when the conversation heads there, um, I love to share my faith. Mm. Um, cool. And again, I don't pr- like. I love the fact that I don't provide any um, obstacles for them. Yeah, right. Any roadblocks like like Paul talks, you know, like uh, so, oh, you say you're this, but you do this or you say this or you talk mm. like this. Mm. I just it's easier and it's more honoring to Jesus to not provide those roadblocks for people. You don't also seem to be someone who um just puts up relentless photos of you flexing in the gym yeah. on social media and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Which would and the conversation so far would lead me to believe that you um at least have something going on in your life to be able to keep your body image in check. But yeah. was that always the case or have you had no. like, you know, like can you walk us through your body image sure. journey? Because I know as a kid, yeah, like I had things that I was like, man, I don't want people yeah, to know yeah, about yeah. that or see that and stuff that kind of mm. went through into my adulthood that yeah. took me a long while to unpick those threads and yeah. sort them out, you know. Yeah, probably not dissimilar from most most people. So I first started lifting in high school um, out of pure insecurity, just uh, being the pudgy, chubby kid in like middle school, so you tannish, and uh, yeah, huge, huge body issues. So I just uh, decided to lift some weights um, at the school at the school gym, and then I actually enjoyed it. So the difference is there. There is I. I feel I feel like it's a little bit different for me because I I actually enjoy it. Mm. Like I would at one point have called bodybuilding the sport that I played. Yeah, right. Um, because I just loved it. I didn't do it. It may have started from that, but mm. I kind of got bitten by the bug, so to speak. Um, and as I started to learn more and train more and do studies, um, yeah, I started to realize, hey, I actually have control over my body. What I, what I look like is up to me. Um, and that is very appealing to see, hey, how, how far can I push this body? How, far, what, how much can I tell it to do mm. through how much I exercise and how much I eat and all that kind of stuff and – um, as I started competing and started getting in good shape and getting photos done and stuff, um, again, it's still pretty objective um, because you're already thinking of the next competition and how I can improve and what I can improve. Um, but you do get to a point where you become you become kind of what you um, – that's all you become. You know that joke, oh, I'm, I'm more than a piece of meat. Like <laughs> – when you're in the thick of it, that literally is all you feel you are. Um, Did you find yourself at times like, you know, kind of 
analyzing your body and like having a really harsh inner monologue. Because well, I know, yeah, like, like we all of us like at times kind of look in the mirror and be like, oh man, I'm just well, I'm, it's just a fat slob or it's a comparison my, trap, you know? right? Yeah. Like it depends. Like when you're when you're in the health and fitness game, you don't compare yourself to someone who's not. So it's a classic thing of you know everyone's posting all their best, mm. their highlights of their world, mm. but the reality is what you live out is the bloopers, and mm. you're, that's what you're comparing. So yeah, hundred mm. percent. And then you you can convince yourself of, um, well, I have to do this because I want to compete and be better, mm. which is okay if you can still do it healthy. But when I started, and like this is being quite you know this is being quite open, but like when you get to a point where, and again it's not out of vanity, it's out of insecurity, of like when you're in a prep mode, like every glass you walk past, you're looking at your condition to see mm, am yeah, I right. and like what am I looking like? Is mm. is this coming? Is this coming in? Is this and it, it becomes an obsession no matter what it is. Yeah. Um so the journey for me, so I, I journeyed that. Um like thank God I, I was married at the time and had Emma and she would kind of pick pick things up in me and mm-hmm. and uh and help me through those and it didn't last long um but it was one of the one of the reasons that I just stopped I'm done competing um it it does something in me that I don't I don't want to yeah. be um it almost it steals my devotion yeah, and right. uh mm. as I've got older so when I was younger MySpace days like <laughs> I remember those days yeah like of course you'd you'd post a comp, a competition pic um, it was an, an objective pick of like, hey, look what I did. Mm. Um, but then as I got older and as my – I just journeyed more with Jesus as well. Mm. Like you realize, mm. man, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like it doesn't matter. Um, it's good to have things you like to do but it, it doesn't matter. Mm. And it all comes back to this identity thing and um, not that you want to get too preachy preachy but, man, if you're secure in Christ, you can not lift another weight for the rest of your life and – You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And I find the more I um, lift in weights and go in the gym, I still love it and I always will. Um, but even now in my season, it's, it's, it's moving around in its priority, um, always to a healthier place mm. progressively. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've done the, the full journey and I got myself out of it through um, having good people around me mm. and um, deep, hard, vulnerable conversations with God. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't post stuff because, um, I mean, I don't post a lot on Facebook anyway, as it is. <laughs> uh, but I could ask myself, and I'd think to myself, why am I, why am I posting it? Is it literally to get approval? Mm. Um, yeah. Whether it's a, a gym shot, or whether it's a, hey, here's where I went on holiday, whatever. It's always, well, why am I? If I'm choosing to post a gym shot. Um, I do one gym shot every year and that's on New yeah, Year's well. Eve. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I train late. 11.59. I train late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it for the year. <laughs> and even that, it's just a silly one in the gym. Um, mm. But it's uh, – um, yeah, I, I, the reason I do it is because I'd always be questioning, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. If it's not serving a purpose that is healthy, um, just don't. Um, yeah, so that, that's mm-hmm. why. But I've journeyed that. I'm forty. I'm turning. I'm forty-one at the moment. So I've kind of I've journeyed it, mm. um, and come out. Got a beautiful family that kind of shifts priorities massively. And mm. you can't take God out of the equation. And he yeah. he reorientates things in your heart yeah. and your priorities and your goals. And um, well, that's an interesting point. Like the family, right? Because obviously, you would probably have. Um, you may have a slightly different diet or regime from maybe what yeah. your family does. How do you navigate that on obviously kind of bringing them up to believe healthy things about themselves yeah. and 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 find the whole fitness kind of thing accessible but also with your own kind of regime going on? Yeah, so that's something that's always been a bit of it. This is a bit of a delve into the Spencer household. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been something that has been different. So I've always, not always, but there's been seasons where we've all just eaten together but usually I'll, um, I'll eat something that's either um, missing something that the kids have or a different meal that the kids have. Um, but we're really, really probably hyper aware um, of what it, what it looks like. I've got a you know 14-year-old, 11-year-old and two younger ones, five and 10 months. So um, for the older ones in particular, we're hyper aware of um, talking about food and nutrition and eating yeah, right. healthy. And um, 
I want my kids to be raised not on either side of the spectrum. Mm. I don't want them to be raised robots of um, food is fuel and you just eat, you know, like a robot. But also I don't want them just to find comfort in food. Mm. I don't want them to eat when they're bored. I don't want them to eat unnecessarily, um, not just to be healthy and fit, but to um, not lose control of, of yeah. not, not, not become, a, become a slave to it. Um, so probably like any other parent, we just try and manage that really well of healthy eating moderation. Yeah, uh, dinner time tantrums over certain things. No, like so like so in the Spencer household, we've got a whole bunch of like equal amounts of buckets of protein powder and equal amounts of like lollipops and chips and yeah, right, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's by no means a strict regime. And um, mm. the, the kids, my kids, have grown up knowing that daddy eats, daddy eats, so he can go to the gym and, and train and. Mm. Um, yeah, every Father's Day or you know when they ask those little cute little videos with kids of what is your daddy's favorite mm. food it always comes back as chicken <laughs> always <laughs> or a funny powder drink always has yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes there's been a church where Quaid said that yeah. um, so but that's a, that's something yeah. that the kids just 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 know mm. um, it's, mm. it's who, it's who, who daddy is and um, having people consistently speak into that over you as mm. well is something that uh, like um, you you moderate going in. Yeah. So like just the reality is I've always been the guy who lifted weights in church. Mm. I've always, you know, I've always been that guy. Um, and how I handle that mm. is also something that I want to do healthily as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't lean into it and go, yeah, I am that guy. But you also um, got to appreciate that's what you decided to do. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, maybe just to close out our, our time, Bo, I, as we've been talking, it's evident that that obviously faith is an all-of-life experience but in some senses so is health and um, good health is not just about um, being physically healthy yeah. but there's um, being relationally healthy, there's being mentally healthy and obviously there's that that many studies that have shown that that exercise and eating well is not just a physical thing. But I, I just want to ask a little bit, and we did a podcast um, just last week around uh, faith and spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. How has your um, involvement in the fitness world actually yeah. improved your faith? Yeah, like great when it question. Comes to disciplines and things yeah. like that. So probably one of the main one of the main um, success criteria for competing or lifting is um, discipline and structure mm. and uh, commitment over time. Um, so of course that's, that was, um, for me to do anything well in that area became part of my, part of the way I lived, um, eating on time, not skipping meals, make sure you train at this time, whatever the case may be. Um, so that it built it in me Mm. so that when, um, and it's not the built it in me for, for that, Mm. they were aligned, they were, they were parallel to each other as, so, so to answer that, like for me to lock in time to do devotions or get up early because uh, that's the time I, quiet time I get with God or whatever the, whatever the, the spiritual discipline may be, mm. um, once I'm locked into it, it's it's a non-issue for me because yeah. um, my body's accustomed to locking into a, a goal um, mm. and it makes me um, – it, it keeps me alert. I always love to be like – being productive anyway, yeah, yeah. so like uh, like locking things in and, and doing things, and of course I have seasons where I'm locked in and I'm you know I got this laser focus on my Devo mm. times and it's amazing, and then you have your seasons where um, it doesn't so much. So it's kind of like a um, yeah, I definitely think it's helped with the structure of with mm. the structure of I, that. I know I'm kind of throwing you uh, you know under the bus here and just asking you might not even have an answer to this, but could yeah. you even just give us a little bit of a beginner's guide to discipline like how, how did oh my you because <laughs> I feel like a lot of this stuff along with even the conversation we had last week is around yeah. our ability to be intentional yeah. and disciplined like maybe even just some of the things that helped you actually get to a place where you you could do that because I think for me it's not the the fact that I don't want to be healthy and fit I actually don't want to exercise I think I actually do enjoy exercising I'm just not disciplined enough to actually sure do it. Um, I think a, f- a few different things. Uh, um, first off, know your goal. Love your goal. Hmm. So by that I mean whatever you're trying to achieve, 
Um, it's got to be a heart thing. Otherwise, it will not last. So if we're talking about spiritual disciplines, obviously the goal is a deeper, intimate relationship with God. If you don't sincerely want that, you're not going to yeah, get up at 5.30 strange. for a devotion in the morning. Um, if, you, if, if you are competing in a competition and you don't want to win – You'll skip training sessions, and you you I won't eat. Done that. So what? <laughs> so so whatever whatever your discipline you're putting in place, what's your goal? And ask yourself, do you love the goal? And if it's like an external factor that is um, contributing to you sticking to that discipline, chances are it probably won't last. Um, but if it's a deep, deep, I want I want this. Um, keep yourself accountable to people. Mm. And I feel, and keep keep tracks. So with any sort of discipline, you want to make sure that uh, you've got little short term, short term um, checkpoints along the way. Um, so I don't know if that kind of, and, and that's a kind of not really a, a practical thing, um, because for me, um, I've always loved the goal. Mm. So the discipline was just a means to get to that goal. Um, and that that helped me stick stick to it. So yeah, love Jesus with all your heart, <laughs> and whatever discipline that is required for you to um, show that love and improve that relationship should drive us right. Mm. Um, but also to whatever you whatever you want to put in place, make sure it's realistic and it's in line with your lifestyle and your family, and mm, if it's achievable, so you're not setting yourself up for a loss before you even start. It's good. Yeah. Love the Lord with all your strength. There you go. Yeah. Just for the listeners, Reese did do a little bicep flex just what then. What did you see when, when he did it? Uh, Not much. No. <laughs> just for the listeners as well. Gra- this whole gravity time in I've effect. Had, I've had two cookies on the table right in front of me. I feel, uh, yeah, don't He's, judge you're me. You're very everyone. disciplined though. You haven't touched them. I haven't had a lunch. So. Well, there's your justification. Yeah, go yeah, for yeah, it, man. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for joining with us on the podcast today. If after our episode, you are inspired to join a gym, well done. Just jump on Google, type in gyms near me, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of options for you. Uh, Now, more importantly, if you've enjoyed the episode today, we ask that you would um, rate, subscribe, review, share, do whatever you can with the podcast. It would really help us out. And if you'd like to join me for lunch tomorrow, I'll be at KFC South Perth at 1 p.m. No, but seriously, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and our handle is at Riverview Online. And as we've said many times before, we live stream our Sunday services. They are on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. That is Western Australian time. And if you can't join with us then, the stream will be available for 24 hours afterwards. And our music today, as always, is by Andrew Worrell. Until next time, keep having conversations. Give God a rain dance right now!